Bickley and Murata. Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. All right, let's get into social studies. Welcome back to Bickley Emirata Mornings, everyone, here on 98.7 FM. Every day at 9 o'clock, I, Sarah Cazell, take you through, uh, we get social. Let's let's take you through the top topics of the day through Twitter, at Bickley underscore Murata. Please do follow us if you don't already. And uh, as Vince yeah. mentioned in the last segment, we're talking a lot of Cardinals today. Yeah. I do like that we get social in this segment because uh, the rest of the show, totally antisocial. Super antisocial, yeah. which is usually how we like to keep it. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into yesterday's game. As we always ask on a uh, Victory Monday or, or any Monday, what were your biggest takeaways from yesterday's 31-17 win over the 49ers? Uh, the reinforcement of next man up. It's not just words. Sometimes it's just words. It's not just words with this team. That's, yeah. that's the biggest one for me. Yeah, t- to me, it just the, it's the co- competitive collective spirit of this team. It's something very, very powerful where where guys are just stepping up to get it done when it has to get done. That's that's very, very powerful and it's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Cody Allen right along those lines. He says his biggest takeaway is that this roster is deeper than most others in the NFL. Justin M., my takeaway is that the Cardinals are legit. I left out a word there. And this team battles for Cliff Kingsbury no matter the situation. You see it in the locker room videos and in the postgame interviews. Luke Davis, happy that Rodney Hudson is back. He said he makes such a huge difference in the run game. Oh yeah, and that James Conner guy was a pretty big pickup too. Uh, Zach Lind, friend of the show, Zach Lind, says the Cardinals are improving and stopping the run. Cliff and Vance Joseph are coaching their blanks off. And Steve Keim, take a bow for putting together this mix By the of way, players. Speaking of Zach Lind, a lot of uh, going to break love for Jimmy yes. World on the broadcast yesterday. Oh, so yeah, that's right. Yes. That's right. Was it more than usual? Because I noticed that. I noticed it a lot. Le- at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Uh, and then Jeff Purdy says, Colt McCoy looked better than at least 40% of current starting quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> that's, that is, it's a good way to look at it. And he's yeah. not, that's not wrong. No, it really is not. Uh, moving on to our next question. We usually like to do this on Mondays as well. Who was your MVP for yesterday's Cardinals win? Four options for you to vote on. If your name is not there, drop him in there. Colt McCoy, James Conner, Marcus Golden, or Cliff Kingsbury? Cliff Kingsbury, a player now? Who was the MVP? Most valuable person. Oh, is that what MVP stands for today? Yes. Uh, I'm voting Colt McCoy. So am I. All starts with the quarterback. We know that. Sure. Uh, Yeah, he got some love, but 59% voted for James Conner. Wow. Three touchdowns total, two on the ground, one in the air. Certainly deserving. He was great. Mm -hmm. 22% for Colt McCoy, who stepped in in place of Kyler Murray. 16% for Cliff Kingsbury. And 3% for Marcus Golden, uh, one percentage point for every sack he had yesterday. Still low for Marcus. Yeah. He's been fantastic, too. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Game Show says they were all amazing performances, but we might be looking at NFC Offensive Player of the Week for James Conner. Yeah? Potentially? Yeah, 173 yards of offense and three touchdowns. It's pretty good. Good point, Josh Game Show. Yes. And then Big Big Poppy says Colt had tremendous shoes to fill. 
and didn't just manage the game, he made plays to win it. No one on the team had more pressure on them than Colt McCoy, but all four people made huge contributions. Uh, Elsewhere in the NFL, which result was most surprising to you guys yesterday? Was it the fact that the Cardinals uh, soundly beat the Niners without Kyler Murray? Was it the Cowboys getting crushed? Crushed. Crushed. By the Broncos, 30-16, when no one expected anything out of Denver. The Titans cruising past the Rams in Los Angeles, 28-16. Or was it the Bills losing to the Jaguars, 9-6? All four of these surprising outcomes, I got to go with the last one. Yeah. So do I. That 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 one makes the least amount of sense. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. All that Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime that went down to the game. Exactly. That is not the way you thought it would go. No. Right. No, not at all. Same. So glad I wasted my survivor pick on you. Buffalo! <laughs> 51% of our voters voted for that as well. The Bills lost to the Jags as the most surprising result of the weekend. And it's pretty close uh, for the other three. were most surprised by the Cowboys losing to the Broncos. 18% were most surprised by the Cardinals dominating without Kyler Murray. 13% the Rams losing to the Titans. By the way, uh, I'll just lay this out there. We'll get more into it on Thursday. But uh, somebody's no longer in last place in the Survivor Series standing. Oh, no. Does that mean I'm in last place? No, Vinny's very proud of this. (laughs) This How competitive Vinny gets. I've reeled off five in a row. I've lost two in a row. After you had seven in a row. Double zeros for Jarrett. Dang. That means I'm in last, doesn't it? Only by two points. Ah! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> All right. And our final question for today's social studies. Uh, ASU was, was paid a visit by a fox on Saturday. An animal fox. Not any other kind right. of fox. Right. Samantha Fox. Some, <laughs> Matthew Fox. Somebody going back to school with Bob Fox. <laughs> What the hell is that? Somebody yeah, pointed out people on... Are uh, gonna, people are going to uh, point out that reference. That's a classic Arizona sure. reference. People are pointing out on Twitter that when you asked Herm about the foxes that live near the city, he was, oh yeah, they're good guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're asking of these four options, who is your favorite fox? Michael J. Fox, Fantastic Mr. Fox, the Disney cartoon Robin Hood Fox, or Red Fox? Uh... It's got to be North American treasure, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's where I would. That's where I would love Red Fox. Legendary, but of course, Uh, Marty McFly. Oh, absolutely. Or you could write in your own vote. Teen Wolf, Jamie Fox, yeah, Megan Fox. Ooh, Sarah Fox. Yes. Remember her? Who is she? She never. Vince doesn't remember. Yeah, that was the alter ego. Yeah, your alter ego. Okay, you you had a blank look on your face. It took me a second. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Sarah Fox. Ah, there she is. (laughs) Oh man, fifty-five percent of our voters going with Michael J. Fox. The correct answer for sure. Twenty-three percent said Red Fox. Fifteen percent the Fox from Robin Hood. Seven percent Fantastic Mr. Fox. Sarah Fox. (laughs) The Aaron Fox. That's right. Yeah, very popular name. Foxy lady. The fox in the house. Yeah. Um, who else? Fox Sports 1. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. I'm running out of foxes here. That's enough. Yeah. All right. Running but- out of fox to give, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of that one. Oh, Vince, are you okay? Wow. <laughs> you just killed Vince. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Sarah, remember what I told you off the air? I do. We don't have to share it uh, on Friday. Keep. Thank you. You, you, you did it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Sarah Cazell taking us through social studies here on uh, Bickley and uh, Murata Mornings. Coming up next, can you transform from a pretty boy into a nasty boy? We'll get into that more next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Bickley and Murata. Second down and 11 on the San Francisco 24. One receiver left and two to the right. Shotgun snap, back to throw goes Garoppolo. In trouble and sacked by Jordan Phillips inside the 15 at the 14-yard line for a 10-yard loss. That defense continues to ball. Yeah, Dave Pash on the uh, call. Jordan Phillips, one of five sacks on the day for the Cardinals defense. Three of those belong to Marcus Golden. Phillips with one. Chandler Jones with one. They forced three turnovers. They hold the San Francisco 49ers to 39 yards on the ground uh, by following that Cardinals blueprint, Bick, and that is jumping on a team early, making them one-dimensional, and it has worked to perfection so far this year yeah. against three really good running teams in Tennessee, Cleveland, and now San Francisco. The Cardinals moved to 8-1, and one, and we've had fun with it because Marcus Golden uh, yesterday uh, talked about it. And you know, it, it, when he was asked about it by Paul Calvisi in his post-game interview on the Cardinals radio network, he used the word nasty when it came to the mentality of stopping the 49ers run. Uh, that's, that's what we expected, man. We expected. They got some great players over there. They got a good offensive line. But uh, we expected to come out here and stop this run, man, and be nasty. That's the type of defense we are. That's how we are in practice every day. That's how we are in the meeting rooms, getting getting our assignment done and, and uh, overstudying, knowing that we're doing our job the right way. So that's the type of stuff we expect. We expect to come out there and we work hard and we expect to get great results. And what does nasty mean? Yeah, I, 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 it, it, it it, it, I meant it like uh, old school football, man. When you line up, you know they're gonna, the quarterback going to be on the center and, and the lineman going to come at you. You're going to have to set the edge. You're going to have to stop the run first before you can even get the chance to rush the passer. So that's what I mean by nasty football. And um, that's what they tried to do at first. When we got out there and we was a little nastier today. And um, we take pride in it. Look, two years yeah. ago, the, the label on the Arizona Cardinals as a whole and a lot of it focused on the offense. I get it. But it was pretty boy football. LaMarcus Joyner of the then Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. How about that? <laughs> uh, said it during a preseason game on an ESPN telecast, and it kind of it, it, it kind of took flight. People latched onto that. Cliff Kingsbury can't win because of this mentality, pretty boy football. And I know now we're talking about the defense, although this bleeds over to the offense as well, the way they run the football physically. Yep. Uh, the Cardinals are a nasty football team right now. It, yep. the, the transformation took two mm-hmm. years, but here we are. Yeah. And I really, uh, I really enjoyed what uh, Dave Pash had to say because I do, I do believe that the vibe of this football team has changed because the vibe of their head coach has changed a little bit. And I, and I do think that we all look at Cliff Kingsbury, and humility is one of his best attributes. But in the first year, certainly first couple of years, the idea of of not. Uh, of knowing your place a little bit because of how unconventional mm-hmm. the hire was. I probably did really kind of keep a lid on what he was willing to throw out there. 
And that, I totally agree with Dave Pash when he says getting that penalty, the, the players probably love seeing that. I've heard this a, a couple of times over the last couple of years. The times when Cliff has kind of lost his mind a little bit, it's always the same. That's good. It's good for him to show that. He should be that way. Emote and, and let players feed off that energy. And now it's coming natural to him because because you can't argue with 8-1. and one. No, and... You know, further along those lines, we always talk about, especially when you talk about quarterbacks in the NFL, Mm -hmm. about, you know, the acclimation period, how long it takes for a quarterback to get comfortable playing in a new system at a new level, learning the speed of the game, dealing with the size and the physicality, the hits that you're taking. And it seems like quarterbacks get, you know, like a three-year window. Uh, If you don't get it by the end of your third year, Maybe you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. And yes, Cliff Kingsbury was an unconventional hire. We covered that at great length and, and in great detail when that went down, even though neither one of us was against that hire. But it seems to me like coaches don't get that same luxury from the fan base or from the public. You know, you, you should be comfortable right away knowing what you're going to do. You're well, the coach, for goodness sake. How yeah. could you not be comfortable? If you went back and watched, let's say you, you went on NFL.com Game Pass, and watched the Cardinals operate early in 2019, that first half of the season in 2019, and mm-hmm. then go watch yesterday's game, you would see two different operations completely, well, and that's yeah. all spearheaded by a very comfortable head coach right and, now. And, and not that I need to remind this to anybody, but the collapse that happened last year was very real. It happened, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of poor clock management and a lot of weird decisions in, in, in high-leverage situations that spoke to the discomfort that Cliff Kingsbury was feeling. For whatever reason, he's got it dialed in now. He has been able to kind of uh, sort of build a hybrid offense of, of, of the finesse, high-flying stuff he used to do in college versus now having a real physical team on both sides of the football, and that's... Isn't it amazing how far physicality takes you in the NFL? Mm -hmm. You start beating your guy at the line of scrimmage, and it changes everything. With the 49ers, when Eno Benjamin scored that touchdown yesterday, I was like, I can't believe this team is running it right up the gullet of the 49ers. Mm -hmm. James Conner did it. Benjamin did it. Yeah. And that was behind a patched-together offensive line. And the refreshing part about it, at least as we speak right now, Bick, is how many times did the word physicality come up in the preseason during training camp? Even in the offseason when mm-hmm. Steve Kime was putting together this roster, he talked about it. We need to improve the physicality on this team. And you hear 32 teams use similar language every offseason. But to see it carried out to this extent so far, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the front office checked the box, the coaching staff's checking the box, and to this point the players have checked the box, but... Uh, if the Cardinals keep that mentality, they're going to be real tough to beat the rest of the way. Uh, yeah, that's that is very very true. And, and you look at the Titans and the way they have kind of sustained what they have, even without Derrick Henry. That's that's kind of a recipe. You, you, that physicality is built on intensity and fierceness and and defying all the odds mm-hmm. and that stuff. And and the teams that have it go a long way with it. Ah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you can text your thoughts on that to the FanDuel text line. It's open at six twenty. 620 right now. Coming up next Monday, we got some hardware to hand, hand out. It's Pickley and Murata mornings on this big red Monday, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 
Time to take a look at the Arizona sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right. Welcome back to Bickley and Murata Mornings. On this Victory Monday, final half hour of the show with Sarah Cazell, Dan Bickley, Vince Morata, and Jarrett Carlin. Let's take you to ArizonaSports.com for the Arizona Sports poll question today. It's pretty similar to one of our social studies questions. But if you weren't listening at 9 o'clock, first of all, shame on you. <laughs> Secondly, here is the question. <laughs> Which Arizona Cardinal stepped up the biggest in yesterday's win over San Francisco? Was it Colt McCoy, James Conner? Marcus Golden or other? I'm sticking with my social studies answer. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Uh, to For, me, the, the the top three definitely all warrant consideration. Mm-hmm. The football sure. starts and ends with the quarterback play. And what Colt McCoy did, Colt McCoy's percentage of completions, I think, now ranks second in Cardinals history. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For a single game. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, Colt McCoy, a vote for him. Ooh, it is close. But 50% of the vote goes to the real McCoy, Colt McCoy. 47% voted for James Conner, 3% for Marcus Golden, 1% for other. I mean, it was such a good performance. I hate to say this because we're going to talk to him on Wednesday. Al I McCoy, Al McCoy might this. be the most, I knew you're second this. most popular McCoy in <laughs> town never, right now. Never. I know. Sacrilege. Where, where would you rank Mike McCoy on the list? A little oh, lower? A little bit lower. A touch. Yeah. A hair. Who? <laughs> That too. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. That's today's Sanderson Ford uh, Arizona Sports poll question. You can vote on it right now at ArizonaSports.com. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bickley and Murata. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our little twist on the awards show. We do it on Mondays. It's brought to you by Revitalize. Make changes that can last a lifetime with Revitalize. Give them a call today. Schedule your initial weight loss consultation, 480-435-3557, or online at RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. Go ahead, Bick. My first award, Vinny, is the Bob Euchre I Must Be in the Front Row <laughs> Award. And I am giving it to whoever gave the tickets to the girlfriend and mother of Jordan Love uh, for the Green Bay Packers. They were sitting in the last row of Arrowhead Stadium. The starting quarterback's family... His girlfriend and his mother were in the last row of Arrowhead Stadium. I'm convinced Aaron Rodgers is somehow behind this. I think Aaron Rodgers had better seats to that game. Yeah. And he wasn't even there. Here, I, I believe Amy Trask, who's yes. an NFL um, executive, said, quote, many are mocking the Chiefs for this, but the Packers are also responsible. League rules require home teams to provide visiting teams with some nice seats. Green Bay chose to use them for others. Ah! So everybody was at fault here. Wow, that was a bad look and for a team that like a the Chiefs. Bad look. By the way, Patrick Mahomes' little brother, who is a TikTok annoyance at this point, got to be on the field mm-hmm. in Washington and danced on Sean Taylor's uh, logo in, in the in memoriam. Classy. And meanwhile, Jordan loves. Mom and girlfriend were in the last, last row of seats. Everyone is at fault, except Aaron Rodgers, because he's never at fault for anything. <laughs> for anything. It's never his fault. That's right. Yeah. If you're uh, some some member of some woke ticket mob, just save it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first award is the... Uh, by the way, I had the same exact award as you, and I even called it the Euchre Award. Did you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Mine's the Great Minds Think Alike Award. No, uh, mine is the Eventful Family Weekend Award, and I'm giving it to the Smith and Jigba family. Jackson Smith and Jigba of Ohio State set a school record with 15 catches for 240 yards and a touchdown in Ohio State's 26-17 win over Nebraska. Meanwhile, his older brother, Kanan Smith Najigba, a prospect for the Pittsburgh Pirates, got hit with a pitch during an Arizona Fall League game by Boston's Josh Winkowski in the ninth inning of a game on Saturday and charged the mound. And it wasn't just a mound charging. It ignited one of the better base brawls we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, it's now called the Arizona Brawl League. Yes. Oh! Um, apparently on Friday, the pit, the same pitcher hit one of Smith and Jigba's teammates, Nick Gonzalez, and he remembered it. So when he got thrown at, it was no hesitation. Helmet came off and he took that pitcher down. Yeah, he did. So there was a lot to talk about in that family uh, on Saturday. You got a record setting receiver. And a pitcher-punching uh, prospect. It was like the time I saw a fight break out at Disney World. It just There are some places you do not expect to see physical violence, and the Arizona Fall League is one of them. What were they fighting over? The last Dole Whip? Minnie Mouse? It, it was really stunning. <laughs> it, it, it was in line for the luau at the Polynesian Resort. One of the few places that sell that sold alcohol at Disney World at that time, and two guys just got into it, and one guy clocked the other guy in the face. Pick. and everybody in line was like, "That's not supposed to happen here." Pick level with me. Wasn't me. Were you one of those was guys? Could have been me. Wasn't me. Dan screaming, "Ohana!" <laughs> Family doesn't that mean anything? That's right. That's right. Or else I thought you were going to d- describe two of your kids fighting. I saw a fight breakout between my kids. Speaking of knockouts, the knockout award, I'm giving it to Terry Bradshaw for leveling the lying jerk face that is Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. And the worst thing Aaron Rodgers did, because I've read about what he's done to the Green Bay Packers uh, fan base with this, is he claims to not be political, but he dropped all of these heavy political buzzwords like woke mob and Cat, what was it? It was cancel culture casket, and it's like, really? You're using those trigger words? What a jerk! What it, a jerk! It was. Um, I, I'm curious to see what the reception is when he, when he comes back. I, I know the Packers are or Packers fans are torn. We've got a, a mutual friend who's a gigantic Packers fan mm-hmm. who actually looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers and reveled in that fact. I wonder if he shaved today. I don't know, but he cut his hair. He told me he didn't for the first time in 13 years on a Packers game day did not wear an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Good for it's him. Like he'll still root for the well player. Well done, Tom. <laughs> uh, my next award is the That's High Quality H2O Award, and I'm giving it to uh, where did it go? There it is, uh, Mrs. Uh, South Carolina third string quarterback Jason Brown. Brown threw for 175 yards and two touchdowns in South Carolina's 40-17 to win over Florida that's got the Gators fan base all up in arms. But more importantly, as we learned over the, uh, the summer, Jason Brown is a huge fan of Adam Sandler's The Waterboy to the point where he does spot-on impressions oh, of boy. both Bobby Boucher and his father, Roberto. <laughs> it's me, your daddy, Roberto. I seen him on TV, they were talking about how you was going to get drafted to the NFL. 
That was tweeted out uh, by Andy Staples, but apparently that video went viral in June. And mm. here's uh, Bobby Boucher. You remember that time that Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the Boyman Bowl? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> the Wasteful Award, Vinny. I'm giving it to FBS schools because from January 1st, 2010 to January 31st, 2021, FBS schools have paid $533 million to buy out football and basketball coaches. Is that all? They have spent over a half a billion dollars on coaches after firing them. Wow. That is... That unbelievable? Stunning. Yeah. It's a good job if you can get it, college coach. Oh, say that again. Who gets bought out. Uh, My final award is the It's Just One of Those Nights Awards, and I'm giving it to Ricky Rubio of the Cleveland Cavaliers. As Suns fans, I think we can almost universally say, even though he was only here a year, Ricky Rubio has got a special place in Suns fans' hearts, right? Definitely. But you'd be lying if you said that you didn't cringe pretty much every time Ricky Rubio shot from three-point range, right? Right. Last night, off the bench for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Ricky Rubio hit his first seven three-pointers, finished eight for nine from behind the arc, 37 points, <laughs> 10 assists. He did not. And the Cavaliers beat up on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. What a game for Ricky. I didn't even see that. And have you I seen, missed that. Have you seen Ricky Rubio's new hairdo? Uh, no. He doesn't have it up and tied now? Yeah. That man has a gorgeous head of hair. <laughs> what a swarthy, swarthy man. <laughs> I like Hot, Ricky. I like, pedal. <laughs> yeah. I like swarthy Ricky Rubio. Best way. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah. 37 points and 10 assists. The Cavs are weirdly good this year. They'll be better if Ricky Rubio gets more time than their current starting backcourt. Uh, there you go. There's hardware. We do it on Mondays. Coming up next, as we do on Big Red Mondays, a little crosstalk with Wolf and Luke on the latest Cardinals win. That is straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, crosstalk. Yeah, another Monday, another win, another fun session of crosstalk with Wolf and Luke, who follow us here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station, and are joining us now from the Arizona Cardinals Dignity Health uh, Training Center. Uh, big win for the Cardinals in San Francisco. Guys, how are you today? I'm, I'm good, Vinny. How you guys doing? Good. Doing great, Vin. This is getting old, isn't it, Wolf? No, as a matter of fact, it's not. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing right here. Uh, somebody please rock the baby. This just feels so good. What a complete beatdown of a division foe. The Arizona Cardinals, I think, guys, for the most part, continue to prove that not only are they a very, very good football team, but they're one of the toughest teams in the league, period. All the adversity that they face. This game, guys, really reminded me of the Cleveland Browns and going into that Browns game and all the adversity that they faced and the way they came out, ready to ball out. This game was very, very similar. All of the injuries they had on the offensive side of the ball, of course, 
a desperate San Francisco 49ers team sitting there at 3-4. and four. They're playing at home. It's the division foe. This is their one chance to maybe salvage the first half of the season by getting a win. And the Arizona Cardinals went out and from the very beginning dominated the 49ers. There's a, there's a lot of credit to go around here, fellas, but w- was anybody ready to see Colt McCoy look like that much of a quarterback? I mean, that was pretty extreme. What was he, 22 of 26? I mean, and I, the, just the activity with his legs and, and the toughness and the poise, all of it? Yeah, I, I remember when last season ended just <laughs> lamenting that they need a backup quarterback who has played in the NFL because we couldn't have a repeat of what happened last year. And all I could think watching that game yesterday is if they had Colt McCoy last year, they probably make the playoffs. I mean, it doesn't really matter now, and this team is better around him. I get that. But for him to step in and and not just be like, not be a backup quarterback that didn't get in the way of his team winning, but actually help them win. I mean, it kind of opens the door to now you don't have to rush Kyler back next week if you don't want to. Yeah. yeah, for me, it was a beautiful thing. It really was just to pick up from what Luke said right there. From the very beginning, guys, from the very beginning, he was in complete control. I always say this, and I've probably told you this, but it bears repeating once again. There are two times when your head will snap up in a huddle. Number one, when a legend walks into that huddle and calls the play. And number two, when your backup quarterback walks in and calls that play. Because you want to make sure he's okay. Because if he's okay, you're all going to be okay. Okay, Colt McCoy from the very beginning of that game proved, hey, listen, guys, I got this. We're under control. We're going to be okay. You go do your job. I'll do mine. Yeah, to your earlier point, Bick, the only Cardinals quarterback with 25 or more attempts in a game with a higher completion percentage was Kurt Warner. In yes. 2009, went 24 of 26 against Jacksonville. Um, you know, it, it, when we're talking to Wolf and Luke here, uh, here at Big Red Crosstalk on Bickley and Murata Mornings, one of the things that stood out to me is, is coming off of last week's game, and it was a painful loss, and it was an uh, emotional roller coaster of a loss, especially late, but people came out of that saying, wow, did the Green Bay Packers just again provide that blueprint to beating the Arizona Cardinals? And not only is that still in doubt, but what impressed me most about one of the things that impressed me most about the Cardinals win is they went to their blueprint to win games, and that is to jump on teams, especially running teams, early and make them one-dimensional. Then they did it to a, a bigger extreme against San Francisco. I thought thirty-nine yards rushing on the day for for the uh, San Francisco Forty Nineers who really run the football. It's part of their DNA. I mean, that was a blueprint game for the Cardinals. Wolf. No, you're right about that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I will tell you right now, I do believe the Green Bay Packers did provide the blueprint for how you beat the Arizona Cardinals. I, I really do believe that. The problem is, guys, it's not easy to do. You've got to have an offensive line that can actually run block, an offensive line that can come off the ball and run the ball in between the tackles and possess the ball. You've got to be able to run the ball well, possess the ball, and keep Kyler Murray over there on the sideline. It's Not everybody is built that way. Not uh-huh. everybody can do it. That's the great thing about it. Yes, the blueprint is there, but not enough teams have that raw material to actually build what's on that blueprint in order to beat the Arizona Cardinals. So for me, once again, um, yeah, the Cardinals fell back on who they are for the most part, but 
Man, 39 rushes. You guys already talked about it right now. This game was won on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They were more physical, by far and away, the more physical team against the 49ers, and that's why they won this one in a laugher. Yeah, Luke, uh, blueprints get talked about a lot. Uh, football is different from construction, to Wolf's point. In construction, the blueprints don't fight you. <laughs> they, yeah, do, really, they do in football. I really, actually, I thought we were just going to spend like five minutes talking about Cliff Kingsbury almost getting into it with Josh Norman. We, we, can, do we can go there, yeah. too. DeAndre Hopkins just kind of sliding in there in the background like, hey, I'm here just in case. We were all cool with that, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I thought no. it was great. <laughs> no, listen, first of all, I, I love Cliff. The fact that he's showing that kind of uh intensity you better believe it of course i stand and i applaud but you can never lose the moral high ground as a head coach you can never do it and and you can't that's the only critique i would have of cliff and i would tell him that if he was standing here right now you can't run out onto the field and lose your mind you know why because you're going to look at your players and say you cannot punch that guy in the face you cannot do it well coach you did it you know what it's like to <laughs> yeah. lose your You can't lose right. that moral right. high ground right. and lose your mind. Yet at the same time, that I love to see Cliff lose his mind. Well, I like to see Hopkins right there, too. Uh, that yeah. is almost the, the most underrated part of it. I've been, re- I've been reading, Wolf, in Pittsburgh, there's some Steelers fans going, why, why did we not keep James Conner here? And I'm sure your brother has maybe talked about this, but for that guy to prove he's athletic and not just a move-the-pile kind of runner, it's quite something. It really is, Danny. I'm telling you right now, James Conner, oh my goodness, he is embodying the physicality that Steve Kime was looking for in the offseason, and he is rejuvenated. There's no doubt about it, guys. He's hit the reset button. Yeah, and you guys have uh, Cliff on today, t- uh, correct? What time? One uh, forty-five for Cliff. Colt McCoy is coming on sometime in the 12 o'clock hour. Too. Very nice. All right, we'll be listening. Thanks, guys. All right, Thanks, boys. Uh, Wolf and Luke coming to you live from the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center starting in just minutes. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks to Herm Edwards and Dave Pash for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out as well. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 6. But like I said, Wolf and Luke are up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great Monday, everybody.